Welcome to the Absent Father Podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts in all areas of our life of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers we create along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, executive coach, MBA, and son of an absent father. You can learn more about me and get in touch by visiting www.rodneymuller.com. We got greatness by choice. We got gravity by chance. Welcome to the show. Again, my name is Rodney Miller. Today's episode is about God stuff. Dangerous words, I know. Uh, I may have already turned off half of you just by saying that word. But we're going to get through this, and I think you'll enjoy the perspective. So I'm going to start with a story about uh, when I was 13 years old. Uh, I was at my confirmation day, so it was a Sunday morning in the springtime. Uh, Peace Lutheran Church in Belleville, Illinois. It's still there to this day. Haven't been in a long, long time. And today is the day of my confirmation, so it's the culmination of uh, several weeks of uh, quite boring classes with other people around my age. And there I am uh, at the front of the uh, church in this uh, white kind of graduation type gown. I'm wearing my very first tie and I probably did my best to make my hair look great and I'm sure it looked horrible because I had a hilarious bull haircut at the time. Uh, I'm wearing my very first tie which is a Mickey Mouse tie. It's like a maroon tie with uh, uh, little Mickey Mouse faces all over and, and probably um, one of my first pairs of slacks also. So there I am in this uh, ceremony, which is kind of a big deal. Um, and I remember thinking uh, at the time, and of course looking back, I realized that I really didn't know why I was there, what the ceremony was really about. And I don't, I don't know if this is really true, but um, I don't get the impression that most people... Uh, think about what confirmation is about, which, you know, I imagine a lot of religion have various uh, different ceremonies around this age. Um, confirmation, uh, certainly in the Catholic faith, definitely in the Protestant faith, I imagine, and many others. Um, of course, now I realize that and as I think a lot about, you know, these different religious traditions and ceremonies, uh, what confirmation is, it's actually uh, the time in a person's life where they uh, investigate more deeply the religion that they have been brought into or raised in. And confirmation is a actually a uh, confirming that this is your choice, this is uh, the path that you will follow in terms of a spiritual pursuit. Um, and I definitely did not know that at the time. It was just something that I was supposed to do, I guess, and, you know, it seemed important to other people. But what is funny, you know, being in the front of the room, uh, front of the church there in my white gown and my tie 
the experience had the opposite effect. Uh, rather than confirming that that was my path, I think it actually had me more and more questioning of my path of religion. And I think that the experience that I had was uh, mostly that the things that I were learning, uh, the things that I was learning, and the things that were being taught about uh, God or uh, Jesus um, or how to live life, it just seemed quite contradictory to my experience of adults, my experience of the way that uh, rules were taught. There was just intuitively uh, something didn't really add up. And that set me on uh, a spiritual journey. Uh, And I think, you know, at that time where I just did not want to go to church, I saw really nothing in it for me. Uh, Maybe it would have been better if I were Catholic Um, although that's a whole other story. I often say that uh, being Lutheran is kind of like being uh, Catholic without all the fun parts like drinking and gambling. Um, So maybe it would have been different. Maybe I would have got more from it if I could have at least, you know, been in a culture of uh, more gambling and drinking. Uh, That's fun about Catholicism. No offense to anybody in either religion. But What happened to me um, from that experience of confirmation and just this sort of inner sense that um, religion that I was being taught didn't really jive with the experience that I had. It didn't seem like it matched up. And uh, I think like most probably rebellious teenagers who think they know it all do, I kind of said, you know, I I don't believe in this. I don't believe in religion. Um, Maybe I don't believe in God. And I did that for a while. But there was also this part of me that sensed that there was something more in the world that that connected to something deeper. I was a huge Oprah fan, as I've shared uh, growing up. I read a book when I was 15 years old called Soul Stories by Gary Zukav that absolutely... Uh, changed my life. And I don't know how much of it is the book. The book's great. Gary Zukav is a wonderful author and uh, man from what I can tell. But what that book did do for me is it, it lit up something inside of me. It helped me for the first time see that there is more to life, more to me, more to the world than what we see, what we know specifically. But even with that, uh, I didn't know how that connected to God uh, or how that connected to religion. And so for many years, I stayed sort of uh, curious about spirituality and um, abhorrent to religion, to say the least. Uh, and then at one point, I was, I was uh, dating someone who was a, a Christian, pretty strong in Christianity, And I thought, you know, maybe I'll give this another try. And so I tried harder. I read more. I attended church. I tried to um, really enjoy it and connect with uh, the religion the way that I had seen it, other people do it, and, and, uh, and make a difference for them. 
And I had the same experience. It was seemingly hypocritical, uh, uninspiring, and just not for me. So from that point, I went way far away from religion, but I dove more deeply into self-help books and things that did inspire me, things that uh, did stoke my spirit. And as I continued that pursuit, when I became a uh, coach later on, um, I I continued this spiritual journey because one of the things I noticed is that the people that were um, really successful in life, the people that were great coaches, that they had a, a sense of spirituality was something that was part of their life but I still hadn't find I still hadn't found what really uh, spoke to me outside of uh, hundreds of books that I had read um, and what happened is these books started uh, bringing me to a sense of uh, awareness and integration of the religion that I was raised in Christianity Lutheran to be specific, and also my sense of uh, spirituality and the the intention behind so many of the words. A couple books were really influential here, especially A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, but also a, a fictional account written by Deepak Chopra called Jesus. And the, the book essentially uh, talked about uh, what Jesus's life might have looked like from uh, uh, the young age to about age 26, which is not actually, uh, I may have the actual ages incorrect, but essentially that time frame, there's a big period of his life that's unaccounted for, that's not written about in the Bible. It kind of talks about when he was born and it kind of talks about uh, when he was uh, in his mid to late 20s. And so this account of the book really talks about what what might his life have been like uh, during that time. And what it helped me to connect with is a new sense of um, how I could integrate what I was taught and how I could understand what uh, organized religions, which is really a group of people trying to interpret an ancient text in the way that they see it. Um, and what it what it helped me do is really connect more deeply um, with a with a religion and a spirituality that I could understand that could help me be a better person that could help me be grounded and help me be sourced. So why are we talking about this on the Absent Father podcast? Well, in any endeavor. Um, in any layer of success, uh, in any layer of leadership, whether you call it God or you call it spirituality or you call it your soul or you call it purpose, um, to be great and I think to be the fullest expression of ourselves, there's this uh, element of being guided by something bigger than ourselves, bigger than our feelings or thoughts or Uh, fears or what we know. And as someone who grew up with an absent father, um, relying on anyone other than me sounds like a terrible idea. And that included this idea that, you know, some scary, 
you know, man in the sky <laughs> to rely on that one who left me with this life, that, that really didn't sound like a good idea. But what I find is that in a lot of the people that I talk to is that they're, you know, everybody I think is in varying uh, positions in terms of finding spirituality. And when I say spirituality, you know, what I really mean is something that inspires you, something that sources you, something that grounds you. I really have no opinion about what religion or what you should do or what it looks like. But I do hope that you have the opportunity to continue to explore what sources you and to find something that uh, that you can rely on that's bigger than you. Uh, in your life. And for most of us with an absent or distant father, that just doesn't come naturally. Um, we don't like to rely on a service provider. We don't. We certainly don't want to rely on uh, other people. And we don't want to ask of other people. So this idea of relying on, uh, you know, a higher power or relying on some mythical god or uh, spirit, it just doesn't seem to add up. So I hope what you get from my story is hearing my journey of exploration, and now I can find God uh, or spirit in a way that really sources me and helps me become a better version of myself. And I find inspiration in podcasts. I find it in surfing. I find it in nature. I find it truly, even in a Catholic ceremony, I can hear the the intention behind the words, the the specialness behind the ritual, and let go of some of the right, wrong about it or the guilt about it. And that's been really healing for me to go through that process. So I hope that that supports you in your inquiry and that um, you can find anything that that sources and supports you. Uh, whether you're very religious or you totally hate religion. Um, don't let it be something that keeps you from uh, surrendering or being supported by something bigger than yourself. So the last thing that I want to talk about in today's episode about God stuff is one of the things that's become clearer and clearer to me is that many times our relationship to God, and I apologize for continuing to use that word. I know it's a, a, a polarizing word for many people, but when I say God, I don't have a definition of it in mind. Um, you can replace it with any word that works for you, whether that's spirit or the universe or um, you know, a higher power or your soul, um, any of those things. But one of the things that I've become increasingly aware of is that when we are children, the littlest age, uh, let's say age five and below, our parents are our God. They actually form our relationship to God or spirit or to a higher power. And it's an interesting concept, but I want you to think about it. Think about when you're a kid, when you're two years old. My daughter's a year and a half right now. Uh, but when you think about a kid and, and how they relate to their parent, 
um, they relate to the parent as all-knowing, all-powerful, the source of everything, the source of their food, the source of their affection, the source of their safety, the source of their protection, the source of wisdom. They answer all the questions about why. And for most children, uh, especially under the age of five, you relate to your parent as all-knowing. It's very, very similar. And what that means, I believe, is that this actually informs how we relate to God or spirit or a higher power for the rest of our lives. So when you think about how you relate to your parents, if you relate to them as very loving and very connected and very um, supportive of your creativity, that may also be a reflection of your relationship to God or to spirit. In my case, what I noticed, uh, I was just thinking about this very recently, and uh, in some of the work that I'm doing, I'm still on a spiritual journey. And in some of the work I was doing, I was thinking about, huh, what is my relationship to a higher power or to God? And even more specifically, um, how do I rely on uh, God or how do I rely on spirit? Because there's a bunch of stuff as human beings we're trying to do in the world. We're trying to take action. We're trying to create stuff. But a lot of it is you know, how we show up and the rest is kind of magic. You know, things, you know, the right people come into your life, the the right things happen. You just happen to get introduced to this person that leads you to this thing. So there's a lot of things that we can't control. And in my thought process, I think a lot of that is um, you showing up and doing your part and surrendering to what life brings you or what spirit brings you. So I was asking myself the question, how do I go about surrendering? How do I work with spirit? And it was interesting because what I found is that I don't really. Uh, I don't really, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Spirit's there. You know, it's good when you know it comes in handy maybe once in a while if it's there. But I don't rely on it. I don't count on it. Uh, In fact, I feel like it's really hard to connect with and it's not really there. And as I said that to myself, I realized that was exactly my relationship with my father. He wasn't really there. A bit of a mythical figure who apparently looked somewhat similar to John Travolta. But... There was definitely no counting on or relying on that person. Um, And once or twice in my life, something kind of came out of the blue. When I was 13, I got this random survivor benefit, like, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, I think, that helped me buy my first computer. But other than that, that figure was really absent. And it was uh, very striking, the similarity between that relationship with my father, the experience that I had of that, especially as a young person, 
and my current relationship with uh, God or with a higher power. And so I would just ask you today to kind of look at that for yourself. Uh, Do you see any similarities or patterns between your relationship or the experience that you had in relationship with your father and how you are in relationship with God or spirit today? Maybe you're still very, very angry with your father. And I wonder if there is also a relationship to God or to spirit or whatever you call it that's similar. Maybe uh, you were in a, maybe your father was abusive or really hurtful to you. And like any normal human being, the way that most people would react is, I don't want that to be in my life. That's really disappointing. You know, maybe he shouldn't exist. And that would make sense to also have that relationship with God or spirit. So with that, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I would really love to hear what your thoughts are, what your own experience is, if you heard any similarities. I've been hearing from a lot of you, and it, it's uh, been incredible uh, to connect with some of you and to hear your feedback and to hear your stories. All right, that'll do it for today's episode on God stuff. I hope I didn't uh, turn too many of you away with, with the words, but I hope you got something from today. Again, you've been listening to the Absent Father podcast. I'm your host, Rodney Miller. You can get in touch, share feedback, leave comments uh, by visiting www.rodneymuller.com. Please, if you haven't yet, please rate the show on iTunes. You can rate and review. Uh, It helps the show get better. It helps me to get your feedback. And it also helps other listeners find the podcast. Until next time. Heart higher